welcome to Black Intelligence, the debate show for black culture. <clears throat> this week we have uh, three beautiful African-American women coming and uh, helping us out this week. Um, we have Sharon, Mia, and Rochelle. So I want to give uh, each of you ladies a little bit of time to kind of tell us who you are, what you do, and you know, if you have anything you want to promote, go ahead and give it a shout out. So Sharon, we'll start with you. Hi, I am Sharon Braxton. My Instagram is the real Sharon Braxton, and that's B-R-A-X-T-O-N. I am an inspirational author, and I'm also a director for luxury alcohol brands. Oh, nice, nice. The real Sharon. If you need some drinks, call me. As, a, as, as opposed to the fake Sharon. Yes, right? the, okay. real the real Sharon. Yes. Not, not, not the fake Sharon. Right, the right, right. Sharing. The real, right. yes. Mia, tell us a little bit about yourself. <laughs> All right. My name is Mia. How are y'all doing? How are you doing? How you doing? Yes. Underscore Mia Janae. Oh, that's my IG. So it's underscore M-I-A-J-A-N-E-T. Uh, I am a advocate for human rights. That's what I do. I'm a spokesperson. I'm a, a lover. I am a... a a passionate person, and I'm just ready. I'm ready to get into this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's do it, Sharon. Glad, glad to have you. <laughs> where, where are you from, Mia? What, what's that accent from? I'm from New York. I'm from New York. What's up, Queens? Hi. What's up? Hi. I see you. Hi. We all got people out here. Yeah. <laughs> what's up, Queens? All right. <laughs> Next up, we have Rochelle. Rochelle, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. My name is Rochelle Bell, and you can find me on my IG. It's called the Rochelle. R O C H E L L E Bell B E L L E. There's an E after the bell. Nine nine. <laughs> and I am an actress, so I work in film, television, commercials, infomercials, all that good stuff. And I am currently hosting a show on an app called Up Live. Okay. And you can find me under Bell TV, B E L L E T V, and watch my show where I do all sorts of stuff. Um, <laughs> Rated G. Okay. Want to stress right. that <laughs> it's inspirational and fun. Oh, everybody with kids, kids. Anybody right. with kids, check Rochelle out. Right? Yep. She's rated G. And that's the Rochelle, the. not the real it's Rochelle. It's the. Just the, just not the real. The. Okay, there's right. a lot of authenticity right. in this room. A lot, a lot of authenticity. Oh, yeah. yes. oh, <laughs> Alright, well great, great. So first off, since um, you know, today's topic we're kinda talking about the NFL protest and Colin Kaepernick, I, I wanna give everybody a just a little bit of background as far as like with the with the ladies. Um, tell us a little bit about like your favorite football team, you know, how long you've been watching football and um, if you stop watching football because of the protest, then let us know about that. So I'll give each of you young ladies a little bit of time just to kind of go over that. Mm -hmm. Okay, you want me to start? Absolutely. Okay. Please do. <laughs> so I have been watching football since I was six years old. Oh, wow. And okay. I, I, I love the sport. Um, I'm a Denver Broncos fan oh. now. So you've been watching been, for 12 uh, years? So I've been I've been a Broncos fan for you, you over 20 one. years. <laughs> I did. I just I just ignored. <laughs> I threw it back. I threw it back. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, He's giving you a compliment right so, there. Well, He's thank you. I appreciate that. You're I appreciate you. Well, well, I smiled, so that's why okay. I thought you caught okay. it. Right. Right. <laughs> um, so yes, I grew up watching football. And I was a Broncos, I am a Broncos fan now, but I grew up as a Patriots fan. Oh, wow. So on Sundays, my father used to have family day, and you had to go in the living room and watch football mm -hmm. all day. That's what's up. Mm. Do I watch football now? I'm, I'm a little 
just a little salty hmm. with, with watching football okay. right now. Okay. I'll tell you why a little later. Yes, we're going to get into that. We're going to get into that. Save that. Save that. Thank you. Mia, tell us a little bit about you, your favorite team, how long you've been watching, and if you're still watching. Sure, sure. Uh, my favorite team was the then St. Louis Rams. <coughs> L.A. Rams. Marshall Falkland. <laughs> L.A. Rams. Corey Holt, let's get it. Isaac okay. Bruce. All right, okay, okay. Yes, okay. Kurt I'm a Rams fan. Yes. I'm a Rams back fan. Back then. Yeah. Even back then. Even back then. Yeah. Yeah. That's not that long ago. But it's not right. that long ago. Now I don't know what's going on with that team. I do not follow uh, football. Boo. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> I do not. I'm not. I'm not doing it. Okay. All right. I'm not doing it. All right. All right. Rochelle, tell us a little bit about you and your football experience. Who's your favorite team and how long you've been watching? Sure. And are you still watching? Well, um, I am originally from San Diego, so I have to be loyal to my Chargers, which oh, are no longer loyal to San Diego because they've now moved to L.A. Yeah, and so they're L.A. Chargers. Nah, they still the San Diego Chargers. <laughs> ah, you trying to give them back? No. <laughs> We're giving them back. We're giving them back. Coach. Well, I am like I stress like I'm always for the underdog, and right now they've been the underdog for quite mm-hmm. a few years. <laughs> and um, no, not that is not true. That is not true. They went to the Super Bowl one year. Yes, they did. They went. They did. They did. They 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 tried their hardest, and so um, I still back them um, because I'm a loyalist. <laughs> um, I that. Yeah, I, right? You're like a loyal woman, right? Yeah, right. And so, um, am I watching football right now? No, I'm not. Okay. No. Nope. All right. All right. So, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll pause there. Yes. Because I'm sure you're going to tell us why oh, yes. you're not watching football in, sure. the next, uh, in the next segment. So, just so that um, we, we gave the ladies time to kind of give their stories, tell us about their football experience, okay? You want to give a little bit about yeah. your football experience? Are you, are you, who's your favorite team, and are you still watching football? All right, so my favorite team is the Oakland Raiders. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. You know, as, like you said, staying with a team, it can be tough wow. sometimes, and we've gone through some lean years. Yeah, Mack. Damn near lose Khalil Mack. I mean, yeah. we're making bad decisions, but... Um, <laughs> Like she said, I'm, I'm still with them. So I, I stick with my Raiders, you know, yes. ride or die. And uh, when we get it back, it's going to be a sweet day, boy. I'm going to be at that go. Super Bowl or at a party somewhere. But So am I watching football? Absolutely. Thursday mm-hmm. I'll be watching Philadelphia Eagles play against the fucking Atlanta uh, uh, Falcons. Thursday night on it. Yeah. Okay. Somehow. Yeah. Okay. All right. Tell you a little bit about me. All right. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna just say yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm a St. Louis. I'm ooh. I almost said St. Louis. Exactly. (laughs) L.A. Rams fan. She had me on St. Louis. All right. I'm an L.A. Rams fan. I was a fan when they was in St. Louis too, but I was a fan Uh before that when they was in L.A. So I've been a long time Rams fan. Still a Rams fan. We about to win the Super Bowl this year. Just signed Aaron Donald. Really? Yes. Yeah. Sound like a cowboy right. fan now. We just gave him, we gave him the bread he deserved. So, AD, wow. let's do it. Let's do it let's this do year. It, all right. Am I still watching football? You goddamn right. I'm watching football. All right. Thursday night, I'll be watching football. Friday, I'll be watching high school. Saturday, I'll be watching college. And then Sunday, all goddamn day, opening night, I'm watching the whole day. I'm, I'm not even gonna put clothes on that day. I'm just gonna sit naked in my living room and watch football. All day 
stay on the big screen. Okay. And then Monday night, I'm going to come back after I get off work and watch football that night. Yeah. You're goddamn right I'm watching football. The double header. All right? The yeah. double header. Yeah. And, I'm, and then I'll be the checking my fantasy team. team. Yeah, I'll be checking my fantasy oh. team the whole time. All right? Yeah, yeah. Look at, look at that everybody's Everybody. game. Everybody's <laughs> shit. All right? So let's get into it. All right? Let's get into yes. it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Okay, um, okay. Right now, uh, I think, you know, just I think just today or yesterday, uh, Colin Kaepernick and his case against the NFL, uh, they were going through their arbitration mm-hmm. and they got a little, uh, uh, um, he got a judgment that said that he could proceed with his case. Uh, they mm-hmm. did some type of check that the lawyers normally do. It, it happens all the time. And then the judges say, yeah, is it even valid or is it not valid? And mm-hmm. the judge said, yeah, you know, there's something here. Let me let me hear more. So mm-hmm. we'll continue the process. So he was re- he was granted that right to continue to a trial. So they'll, you know, have a trial if they don't, you know, bid it out as far as like settling or something mm-hmm. like that. <clears throat> in the next couple of weeks but they'll go to trial on the whole collusion thing and you know both sides will get their opportunity meanwhile um they're still trying to decide if they're going to punish players for protesting or if they're not they haven't made anything uh as far as coming together with the uh cb uh what is it collective, bar- collective, collective bargaining yeah. agreement with the players association yeah. so with that being said um, they're really kind of in a, you know, a wait and see mode as far as if they're going to punish people or if they're going to let people protest. I guess my question to the group is, you know, do you agree with the protest or is it time to kind of just wrap it up? I mean, what do you guys think? You can't wrap up racism. Okay. So when you say, is it time to wrap it up, there are still African-American males that are getting slaughtered by police. Not all police, because we have some good police, but that still exists. So when you say wrap it up, like you're saying it as if, okay, this was just some type of party and okay, it's the end of the night, let's put the equipment in the car and keep it moving. We're talking about African-Americans' lives. And so, no. We can't just wrap it up. Okay. All right. Mm. Wow. (laughs) She just got me on that. Yes. um, Not only just the African-Americans, it's also other people of color who are Mm -hmm. being murdered in these streets. And these cops, these people in blue are not being held accountable. And that's my issue with it. Uh, Recently, there was uh, a gentleman an ex-cop, Roy Oliver, who was sentenced to 15 years, or mm-hmm. 16 years after um, killing the 15-year-old, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Jordan Edwards. So uh, that alone, I feel we're moving in the right direction, mm-hmm. but we're not there yet. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely step one. All right. It's definitely step one. I agree with these young ladies here that basically you have to realize that this Colin started the protest take a knee stance for a reason. Mm -hmm. First, he had completely sat down in 2016, just Mm -hmm. sat on the bench. Um, But then later on that year, he decided, you know, I'll just take a knee because I don't want to be totally disrespectful to the anthem. But I want to have my voice heard Mm -hmm. that there are young um, men and women of color um, black Americans who are getting shot and this is my way to protest and bring attention to that and he's doing it peacefully or did it peacefully because when you bring attention to something that's not being addressed that where there are cops killing unarmed 
men and women, somebody with some sort of influence needs to bring it to the outside, to the public, to, to put it in the face of everybody. And that's what Colin did. You know, of course you hear about it on the news a little bit, but he's now almost like a representative to say, hey, this is not okay. This is not okay. I'm speaking out. So I definitely support what he has done and started. And can I just add to her point? Sure, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm not mistaken, the reason why he decided to take a knee as opposed to sitting down is because he spoke to someone in the military. Mm-hmm. And yeah. because of the conversation, he agreed that I will take a knee as opposed to sitting down mm-hmm. because of the, the respect. Yeah. I think what people mm-hmm. are trying to make this out to be it's about the flag and no one's disrespecting right. the flag. I don't understand how this got misconstrued, but this is really not about the flag. This is about the injustices of African American people. Mm-hmm. And period. That's the reason mm-hmm. why this this young man is taking a a knee and somehow that got lost and twisted mm-hmm. up and turned upside down mm-hmm. and I don't know how that happened. Mm-hmm. Can you explain that? Okay, you want to address <laughs> well, that? Yeah, so the way I think that happened is um, if you feel like the the uh, the flip side of that of um, I lost my train of thought. Um, what way? What was it again? Give, 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 say what you were saying. I'm saying I don't understand how that got twisted. Yeah, lost in translation. Yeah, yeah. what was the, that, the that yeah. it was against the flag? Right, right. right. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, when they put it against the flag, I, I don't know necessarily that it was against the flag too, but then on the other side, um, at what point did it, does it not as much address the issue of young black people getting killed? Mm-hmm. Like I, I think it's been a while since that's really been the issue for a lot of these guys. Um, I think at some point it became so political that they just wanted in on this political um, what they felt disrespected. They felt as a group we've been disrespected politically or or as people, but I don't think that it became, it, it, that everybody was all in on this being about what yeah, Colin Kaepernick started, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, on, on, on the side that you're saying that, you know, they're saying it's only about the flag, but then on this other side, it's not, it's not no longer about the injustices. You don't hear about that hardly at all when this discussion has happened on, on anybody's side. It is absolutely about the injustices no, of African-Americans. I'm saying that it's the, 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 that's not what the word is anymore. I mean... Are you talking about the, are you talking about the word from whose side? I mean, in, in general, just in what people that's think still, anymore. No, people are thinking that. African-Americans understand that. Now, you must be watching Fox News. So you watch I, I watch everything. I, I, I don't limit myself to... People are still talking about why Colin took a knee. Right, but... but, uh, Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, let me slide in here. (laughs) Slide on in. Can I slide in here? You guys kind of got into the debate before I even got a chance to (laughs) (laughs) say what my side was. Shit. I I almost got... I almost almost started watching y'all. Shit. (laughs) I was about to say. Um, So my question was, is it time to wrap up the protest? Hmm. And the answer to that is yeah. Hmm. It's time to wrap that shit up. All right. The reason I say it's time to wrap it up is because just kind of touching on what you just said, the word got so misconstrued into this and into that. uh, It's ineffective. Like 
if no one knows why the people are doing it, if if the people are arguing about why you're doing it, if if you're spending more time arguing and telling people about why you're doing it than actually doing it, mm -hmm. then that means it's ineffective. That means it's time to go back to the drawing board and figure out another way to be more effective. If I'm trying to sell somebody, you know, some shoes and people keep telling me, hey man, I don't wanna, I don't wanna buy those shoes. I don't wanna buy those shoes. I'm not gonna go to them and say, hey, I said you need to pay attention and buy these shoes. No. I'm going to say, oh, you don't want these shoes? Okay. Let me go get some different shoes that you might want. Or let me lower the price of these shoes because then you might want them. But let me figure out a new way to get my message across to you if you're not receptive to it. Don't keep doing the same thing over and over because as we all know, you keep doing something over and over and expecting a different result. Definition of insanity. Mm -hmm. All right. As African Americans... We have to be more, <clears throat> more understanding of how things work. We have to be more creative in how we communicate. And we can't keep using the things from the past to try and get different results in the future. Okay? What happened to us in the 60s when we boycotted stuff, <clears throat> that was a great way to communicate then. Now, this is 2018. We got the internet. All right? They didn't have the internet back then. Mm -hmm. If you if you had a problem with somebody, you would be like, hey, uh, I'm, I'm not going to shop here. Mm -hmm. You got a problem with somebody now, you tweet that shit, <laughs> ain't nobody shopping there. Mm -hmm. Things are different. So we can't continue to use the same old processes and expect for us to have the same results in a different time, in a different context. If that's not working, as African Americans, we got to go back to the drawing board. And I know, that I know that because I work with a lot of people who are not African-American, especially Asians, mm -hmm. and all they do is collect data. And then they analyze that data. And then they come up with new ways to use that data. As black people, we're not using that data. The data's telling us, this shit ain't working. So why are we still doing it? Why are we still bumping our heads up against it? We need to figure out a new way to communicate if what we're doing got hijacked or people ain't listening or whatever, that means it wasn't a good medium. That, was, that means it wasn't a good plan. That means we need to go back to the drawing board and figure out a different way to communicate what we want to be communicated. Can I say something? That. When you say that wasn't a good plan, sometimes you go through a situation in life and you react. And so it's not about a plan. When I think about John Carlos the amazing John Carlos that was in the 1968 Olympics, it wasn't a plan for him to put his fist up. They tried to figure out, okay, what is the best way that we can communicate with the world to let them know that we demand respect and we are human? Mm -hmm. And so I think with Colin, it wasn't like he was sitting in his house in a little room Indian style or or you can probably cut that part out because we will get mad at me. I didn't mean it like that. But it wasn't like he was sitting in a room and he said, let me figure out what I can do. I think it was a situation what, where they, it, it just got overloaded that people were getting killed and he's like, I got to do something. I have this platform. I got to do something. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like you're speaking of your own race as if we're not human. And so African-American males are still getting slaughtered in the streets and they're unarmed. Now, if you break the law and you and you harm someone, then if it's I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. yeah, but if you're just walking down the street 
and and a cop shoots you because of your beautiful black skin, somebody has to do something. So you're saying it's not effective. People are still talking about this. And I, I personally think that you need that that people need to hit companies in the pockets. Mm-hmm. And when they are financially strained, then they will do something about it. But I don't think that Colin was thinking about, okay, what can what can I do? What's the mastermind? I think that he was fed up and he was like, This is what I'm doing. And so to your point before, when you say that brothers just came on board just because no, brothers came on board because they are black men. The NFL is made up of 70% of black men. And so if they all took a knee, there would be no league. And so I don't, I don't know. To speak about our race as if we don't really mean anything, we don't have that but, but that's, that's, that's not that's the, what I'm getting. Yeah, that's, that's not the point at all. It's, it's that it, it, the message is there. What, what, what's happening is happening, but... The way the NFL is going about it right now, the way the players are going about it, is no longer getting to that message. That message is lost. Like you, you, I, we just have to disagree that mm-hmm. a lot of people are talking about that because I don't, I don't feel that way. Um, I think a lot of people are talking about the political side of it. And when Colin Kaepernick speaks, I agree. He, he's, he's speaking on the issue and he's doing things about the issue. Mm-hmm. And I actually agree with what you're saying about in the beginning why he did it, how he did it, how he went about it, all of those things I can respect. Um, but, I, but I don't agree that people were jumping on board. There, there's a handful that, that understood the cause and are jumping on for that. Mm-hmm. But you had entire teams, not just the black players, you had entire teams kind of protesting, you know, when they locked arms and went out to the mm-hmm. middle of the field. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of that is where it started to really, you know, become more political mm-hmm. than becoming part of the, the, the message anymore. And... Um, and I don't believe that, you know, again, I would just kind of disagree that. Mm-hmm. I would say most of the guys that jumped on board probably just jumped on board politically rather than for the cause like that. Can I just tell you why they wouldn't? Okay, go ahead. Okay. I'll tell you I was going to say, I actually agree with part of what you're saying. I do feel that the message has been lost, um, the origin of why it was started by Colin. I agree with that. And I also do actually agree with him that mm-hmm. some people have just jumped on board um, because they're like, okay, this is the trend. This is what's happening now. I'm going to be a part of this um, and not fully comprehending and, you know, the message. Um, so I think there's some validity there. But on the other hand, people are still talking about this because it's we're talking about it mm-hmm. <laughs> right it's now. I mean, yeah. it's still it's still in the news. It's still on um, social media. But unfortunately, pol- politics has come into play, which stirs the pot mm-hmm. when we have political officials putting in wrong information that this is about disrespect to the military, disrespect to the anthem, to the flag. And then that gets into the conscience of certain people mm-hmm. and thinking like, oh, this is disrespectful to America. If you don't like America, then leave. And it starts this other discourse mm-hmm. when they don't realize why it started. They forget about the origin. So I, in that point, I go back. Yes, the message is getting lost severely and how to bring that back maybe mm-hmm. we do need to try something new um but what is that mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, no, I got some ideas on that in a second. Yeah, we'll, we'll come back yeah, to that. We'll, but we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. I I just want to address some of the some of the things that you said. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, me, I, I want to give you an opportunity to speak. Well, so, so, go ahead. No, okay. Go ahead, All right. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. You talked about Colin doing things in the moment, right? Just like uh, um, John, John, John Carlos, Carlos doing mm-hmm. things in the moment, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> Normally, when you fail to plan, you plan to fail. That's how things are. If you get emotional in the middle of a situation, I've seen people die because they were emotional in the middle of a situation. They got and I've seen people live because they, they was got, in an emotional situation. They got, they got, most of the time when people think with emotions, they make bad decisions. When you when you think with your emotions, when you don't use your head, when you stop using your head, I didn't say he didn't think, use his head. Hold on, okay. but in the in the moment we do. In the moment when we don't stop to think, <laughs> when we do b- things based on emotion and how we feel, most of the time it's the wrong decision. Most of the time we end up regretting those things. When you stop to think, when you calm yourself, and you come up with a plan of action of how to execute and do something, that's normally when you're successful. When we, when we based our actions on emotions, that's normally when we're unsuccessful. That's normally when things go so sideways for us that we end up regretting them. We end up apologizing for them. We end up <clears throat> going to jail and being punished or things like that when we act on our emotions. As African Americans, we can't, we can't afford to act on our emotions anymore. Mm-hmm. We gotta be more thoughtful. We gotta think things through. We can't just go off the lid. We can't just go off the handle. We gotta think things through. I agree, like I said, back in the day, during a different time, yeah, you could be a little bit more emotional. You could be more passionate. You could, you could do things different because technology didn't change the world and move things as fast as it moves today. So you could, you could have certain discretions back then. Today, you can't do that. You gotta be thoughtful. You can't even, you can't even give a woman a compliment in some places without thinking. Because you say something something slick, next thing you know, your ass is on Twitter and your house is burned down. Because you have no business saying anything slick to, you know? a, to a woman and being... Like, I understand what you're saying, but I, I feel like you guys are talking about football players as if they have no intelligence. And in the game of football, it's not guaranteed money. So I don't know of an African-American player that's going to take a knee that doesn't think about the fact that, okay, I may, when my contract is up, I may get traded. So I think that if you have the guts to take a knee and it's not guaranteed money, I'm down with any African-American that is down with me. Mm-hmm. And so if you're standing up for people that look like me, then I'm standing up for you. Okay. So a a Colin Kaepernick he 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 didn't start by taking a knee he started by sitting on the bench. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. That was completely different. Nate Boyer. Representing Nate, Nate, Nate Boyer had to tell him, "Hey man, that, that shit don't look good. Mm-hmm. Go go on and take a knee because mm-hmm. what you're doing is being, trying to be pretty no. That's not what he was being. That was different. That was different. But we're gonna talk about that. Uh, I'm gonna get into that. I'm gonna touch on that a little later. I just want to get back to hitting companies in the pockets because you said that mm-hmm. hitting companies in the pockets that works like the uh, Montgomery bus line boycott, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they boycotted that specific that specific bus line. They didn't. Bu- they didn't boycott all buses all across the country because people would have been like, "Man, what are you doing? This bus line over here didn't do nothing to you. What, what, what are you doing? Knock it off." So they said, you know what, no, we, those bus lines is cool. But this one right here, this is the one we don't like. 
Mm-hmm. So we're going to boycott this one. With the NFL protest, you're protesting a business that has nothing to do with what you're trying to do, what the statement you're trying to make. And I'll come back to that, too. All right? I'll come back to that, too. You hear me? I'll come back to that. <laughs> I'm going to address the black man shot in the streets. All right? I think it was last year. Last year we had, I want to say something like, uh, it was something like 80-something police shootings out of that 80 uh, fatal police shootings, I think. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me bring that back. Let me bring that back. There was 20, like 80 police shootings out of that 80 police shootings of black African Americans. Mm-hmm. I think there was something like mm-hmm. 20 or 22 that were unarmed black men that were shot by police. Mm-hmm. All right. And all of 2017. All right. We always lose context. Whenever we talk about these things, there, there's always a loss of context. Right. It's like, oh my God, these unarmed black men were shot. <clears throat> but you can be, you can, you can, you can have an interaction with the police be reaching for something not have a gun but look like you're reaching for something and be shot by the police and the thing that I I want I want all my African American friends families even our community the one thing we never do is we never put ourselves in the in the shoes of the police officers I have five friends who are police officers five African American friends Mm -hmm. who are police officers and we talk about their interactions. We talk about police shootings. We talk about all types of stuff. I've done <clears throat> ride-alongs with the police. I've seen it. Just to give you a little context, I grew up in a middle-income area. I dabble with gangs, dabble with drugs, mm-hmm. all that shit. I know niggas. My family's in gangs. I know niggas that's in gangs. I ran with niggas that's in gangs. I was affiliated with niggas that's in gangs, all right? Mm-hmm. Niggas in gangs, ain't, they not angels. And when we talk about these situations, we're not talking about people like me and you who live in middle-income areas anymore. You don't see no shootings in middle-income areas. You see, you see, hold on. You see shootings, you see these shootings happen in low-income areas that are high-crime areas, all right? I would would advise all black people, go back into these areas. Go back into these high-crime areas. Do a police ride. See what these police are doing. See what they're talking. See what, see what they go through. Because I know for me, as a man who has a daughter, mm-hmm. if I pull you over and you look like you're reaching for something, I'm going home to my daughter that night. I got an eight-year-old daughter. She depends on me. If you look like you're reaching for something, I don't know you. It's dark. That adrenaline gets to pump. It gets dumped in my system. And you reaching for something after I just told you don't reach for nothing. I'm going home that night. I'm going home to my daughter. So you're saying all the black men that have been murdered, slaughtered, is because they're they lived in less than desirable neighborhoods. I'm not. That's what I got from I'm your, I'm, your I'm little saying, soliloquy. Yeah, I'm saying. I'm saying. Ben. Yeah, I'm saying the majority. I'm saying the majority of these tragic incidents happen in those communities. Absolutely. Those are communities where people like to fight with guns. This is true. If we look back in, if we look at all of these fatalities, all of these police shootings, and, and the ones that were fatal, they're in our high crime areas. They ain't in, they ain't in our middle class areas. They ain't in Ladera. You ain't going to see no shootings up in Ladera. I promise you that. Brother, you brother, know why? Brother, 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 brother. You see the police shooting in Ladera? Brother, 
I'm just asking you. I'm asking you. I feel like I'm talking to Ben Carson right now. <laughs> like, really? I'm asking you. Really it's not a really. It, it is. It I'm is a discussion. so disgusted yes. by the fact that you would say that most of the shootings are in less desirable areas. First of all, you don't know where I'm from. I could be from Crenshaw. Well, I could be from Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn, the mm -hmm. old Bed-Stuy, because right. it's pretty right now, right? <laughs> I could be from those areas. Right. And so my aunt is a detective. Okay. My sister works for the police department. Mm -hmm. I have five cousins that work for the police department. Right. I'm not saying all police officers are horrible people. Mm -hmm. And also, you haven't mentioned the fact that there are African Americans that are police officers and there are racism within the, the walls of the police department against them. So they get a double whammy. When they go out on these beats in the streets, they're trying to do what's right. And then when they go back to the police department, there's, there's, there's problems in there too. But for you to say that these men are getting killed because they're reaching for something the cop has told them not to is disgusting. My, my brother, now I do happen to be from a certain type of neighborhood. I, when we were young, when I was 16, my brother was 18, my brother got beat up by the police. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of it is because the lack of training and for you to put it on the black man, even if you did reach. Now, let's, let's talk about Columbine. So you have white kids running around through schools, running rampant, killing people. And you're saying that, and, they, and, and half the time when a white guy does the same thing as a black guy, they don't get shot and killed. A black guy can get shot and killed for walking down the street because of your beautiful brown skin that you don't seem to like. <laughs> I, I, that, that story, oh shit! That's it, hilarious. It I love it. I love it. Mm -hmm. A kid walking down the street getting shot, like, but that, that's not a, a real, really. That's not a valid story. Happened. What about the gentleman that, and I can't think of his name, that was in the car with, with his, his girlfriend? Child. Yeah, yeah, and, and the child was gun. in the back. He didn't reach no, for a he, gun. He, what story are you talking said, about? He said, "I have a gun." He said, "Don't reach for it." And he went to go start reaching. Have any of you ever gotten stopped by the police? All the time, yeah. I have been stopped. Like I told you, I used to run with gangs. I used to be affiliated. So, yeah. Okay, I've affiliated had, and running tickets. with them is two I've different had more things. Tickets. I've had more you, tickets no, the, no, the point than is anybody just, in we, the world. We know, no, but know affiliated with a gang and running with a gang is two completely right, but, but, different but, things. All right, so, so you said if we got pulled over. Yeah, have you ever gotten stopped yes. by the police? Okay, right. and, and what happened? I got stopped by the police, I got yeah. a ticket, then I drove off and went home. Yeah, me too. Or I didn't get a ticket. Well, thank God you were able to go home in peace, because there are a lot of black men who are not able to go home in peace. Oh they did God. nothing wrong. This, this is, and I'm not saying all police, I'm not saying all police are innocent. There are bad apples just in every walk of life. Mm -hmm. There are bad yes, apples. Yes, absolutely. There are people, and there, there are, are people criminals at McDonald's. out there. There are people at McDonald's that are bad apples. But we had 16, we had 16 police shootings last year of unarmed black men. And not all of those were just, oh, he was unarmed and we shot him and that was it. There were circumstances, there was context as to why they got shot, which those things seem to be left out a lot of the time. And then I think, hold on, okay, yeah, hold on. let me finish this yeah. point though. Let me finish this point. As far as my beautiful black skin. That you don't realize you have, go ahead. I love, I love being a black man. 
one of the reasons I, I volunteer at the boys club at the YMCA teaching kids and mentoring African American kids alright what I don't want is for young black men to grow up with an irrational fear of the police when 16 black men get killed right <clears throat> in these high crime areas high crime areas not not middle class areas not affluent areas that black people live in police don't shoot in those areas because those areas people don't like shooting guns middle class areas people don't like shooting guns people are civilized I'm glad you I'm glad you brought that up. 
I'm glad you brought that. Okay, did you want to? No, no, I'm glad I, I'm no, glad you, you take brought that. A different, <laughs> a different, different topic. <laughs> I'll take it. I'm glad you brought that up because, a, a, we have to talk about context. A lot of times, these things are left out of context. Okay, <clears throat> with some police officers, like I said, I I know police officers. I talk to them. I, we talked about these shootings. With some police officers, if the suspect is armed or uh, has committed a violent crime and he's a threat to the local vicinity, then the police have to take care of that threat. By shooting them 20 yeah. times yeah. in the back. Because, because what, happens is, is what happens is if you're down the street and the police are chasing this guy and he kills you, they're liable now. What about mistaken now identity? Liable. All right. Listen, I know that there are things and we have to take all these things into context. We can't look at every crime and throw a blanket statement over it and say, oh, my God, that, he killed this black man. He just did that. No, we have to look at each one and say, hey, was it a mistaken identity? Hey, right. was it this? Hey, was it that? Were there reasons why a reasonable person would have made this made, made this shot? Okay, is it reasonable? But what we do in our community is we don't have these we don't have these conversations. We like to label each other. We like to say, oh, well, you don't like your skin because you don't automatically say that this person who shot a black man is guilty. And we can't do that because that's emotion. That's our emotion taking over okay. as, as black people. We have to start thinking. We have to oh, start so now thinking we don't think. through. No, if we're emotional, we don't. When we're emotional, we don't. Human beings become emotional so it's not just african-americans that, that are emotional but let me ask you this do you believe that african-american men are getting killed and it's more excessive than caucasian men yeah i believe african-americans are getting killed and it's more excessive than caucasian men but or not by cops people, but not by cops but not by cops Chicago okay. so brings to mind. All right. Real quick, that's, that's yeah. gonna, hold on, real quick. That's that's a, the point I was going to make. Is after you really research every one of these police shootings, and you pull out the ones that were justified, you pull out a justified shooting of an unarmed mm -hmm. black man, and and the numbers are already kind of low. How many are we really left with? I'm not saying any like every life matter matters to me. I, believe me. What numbers but are low? What are you saying? When when you're looking at the number of, of black people that have been killed by a cop where it was an unjustified situation. You're saying the numbers are I'm low. I'm saying that number is low, especially relative to the numbers of black people that are suffering in so many other ways that I think would be a, a much more um, uh, a just bigger a, a bigger priority, a, a, a higher priority to address there's something that's got such a low number. And again, like, I don't want to diminish because of, uh, somebody's yeah. dying, but... Yes, because what's bigger? Right. What, we, what's bigger or what's more important than a life? So the other issues that you feel that African-Americans are going through, I'm you have no issues life, when you're under where the ground. They're, where they're, they're killing each other. We're killing each other at a much higher rate. Why wouldn't that be the number one issue over police violence? Yeah, the reason why Colin Kaepernick took a knee is because of the injustices of African-Americans in this country. Of, of not, and it wasn't even, it, he didn't even say people of color, it was African-Americans. And because the NFL is made up of 70% African-American males, he felt like, I'm gonna use my platform for this. I feel like you guys are diminishing the significant lives of African-American men. And you're saying that police that because they reached for something, that's why they ended up dead. 
there's a, what's the guy's name in New York that the cigarette I can't breathe. Right. And so when you say it's isolated situations, that man had kids, he had a wife. Right. That's why I said so, it's, it's, it's in the individual level, I understand. I, and I agree, I don't that Eric Gardner was was going too far. And there are cases. There's a that, lot. But there's not a lot. That's what I'm saying. There's, there's not a, a lot. See, the Why are black is, people scared to drive down the street when there's a cop behind them? Because but it's be. an irrational fear. That's what I'm saying. Oh, we made be. this up. No, it's irrational. We didn't. I, I, so I, where did that come from? Irrational. Where did it come from? That. Where it came from? Yeah. Us perpetuating the idea that all police are against us. Us, us perpetuating the idea that we don't snitch in the hood. Us perpetuating the idea that 12 got something against us. You know who 12 got something against? Who's 12? 12. Is that a gang? The cops. The police. Cops. Okay. You know who they got something against? Criminals. And we have a culture where we celebrate crime as African Americans. We celebrate that shit. I don't know what culture you come from, but I don't, don't celebrate, celebrate that. Oh, no. You, yeah, there's a... <laughs> These intelligent ladies what right here, you talking don't. about here. But how many, how, who's who's a number one rap selling artist? Drake. Okay, no. so who else? Drake. So you you think Drake, Drake. So Drake is, you're right. Drake is number you one. You said who's the number one? Okay. Drake. Okay, you're right. And he's from Canada. However, however, rap culture is not Drake. Rap culture came up, especially in, in, in West Coast, on gangster, what? on shooting. Down it's, South uh, is, is, is shooting. It wasn't out the When you talk about public enemy, no, no, no. That's not true. That is not true. What about punk rock? What about punk rock? What about heavy rock? Heavy metal rock? But going back to what you said, though, that's our culture, right? Crime is our culture, right? I don't know what culture but it's seen. Right, it's a perception. Right. It's a perception, and it's the same perception that heavy metal rock these these Caucasians they have a whole lot of crime, a whole lot of pro violence. They have moshes all the time, and, right? And, and if you look at stats of police in in the Midwest, where it's you know those type of cats. I bet you white people get arrested a lot out there. Well, they have an well, opium problem, but I well, think okay. problem. Okay. <laughs> right. let's, let's address yes. what I want to address the rap thing. Let's address Because <laughs> that was very not true. But the, 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 the piece, the piece is it doesn't matter the number, whether it's low, whether it's high. I don't know what number you guys are looking for. Whether it's low or high, the fact of the matter right. is, it's happening. Okay. It's happening. It's very I, evident. I can respect that. It's you know, there's something there. I'm, I'm not. I'm, there's I'm something is, there. Almost no, like you're saying because, it's like a bug in a No, no, because there. there's so. But why? Why is that more important? Then the kids in Chicago getting killed and the families in Chicago that are suffering every day. It's not. It's okay. No, I, I want to address the Chicago issue because I lived um, one year out of college on the south side. There were shootings all the time there. and But I realized, though, there was also a loving community there. Mm -hmm. When I... My first day walking down the street, they gave us like a, a tutorial of how to walk tough in, nice. in Chicago mm -hmm. so you wouldn't get messed with. And I remember stepping out the door, I'm like, okay, I'm going to walk tough. <laughs> and I'm like, that was ridiculous. Yeah, that was <laughs> that, that, yeah. I barely made it out the block when this guy said, you must be new around here. Uh -huh. And I said, yeah. And then he said to me, don't worry, we may look like we bite, but we don't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And from that day on, I was just myself. And I realized it's a loving community oh, where yeah. they were supportive but the thing that it comes down to is money 
it is money because it's so poor in that neighborhood. I, our house was the nicest house. Mm-hmm. Wow, there's a abandoned house here, abandoned house there. People mm-hmm. selling drugs, trying to make it. We need to go unite as a black people to support our communities like that. We need to go back. We need to support mm-hmm. the children. I'm so passionate about that because that's where it comes from. We need to go back to be more united and um, supportive because when I would talk to the young black children there and I would speak to them and they would be like, which breaks my heart, they would ask me what color I was. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Look at my skin and the color of you. And they're like, no, why do you sound the way you do? Mm-hmm. Then you must be something else. And mm-hmm. I'm like, no. And so it goes back That's to, where it's start. Mm-hmm. We, we have to unite. And I feel that we've, and I'm sorry, like you used the N word earlier. Mm. I hate that. Okay. So much, especially from our people to other people. You know, even if it's the the A, not the hard R. I don't care. We need to stop with that. <laughs> we need to break that down. Um, it's number. I don't agree yeah. With that, but okay. yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I it's hate that. It's, it's, a, it's not. It's not like hey, homie. I'm sorry. It's not. Yeah. We can have that one another yeah. Day. We yeah. need to talk about yeah. that one because um, that needs to be eliminated because right. anybody's using it right now and it's not like hey, friend, hey, homie. Uh uh-uh. uh. Let me uh, let me touch on <laughs> what what Mia had said <laughs> earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, when we look at white music, right? Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll say mosh is white music. We'll, we'll classify it as quote-unquote white music. Sure. Uh, punk rock, things like that. Mm-hmm. Heavy metal. Mm-hmm. Um, when we look at their music and we look at the way it influences their youth <clears throat> versus the way, you know, rap music, trill music, drill music, <clears throat> trap music influences our youth, there's a major difference. And the major difference is the murder rate in the African-American community. Okay, white people are 73% of the population in this country. Black people, 12%. Asians, 6%. 2017, Asians had 101 murders, Asian on Asian, right? Mm-hmm. Murders, Asian on Asian. So you think at 6% <clears throat> with 100 murders, at 12%, we should be probably double what they are, right? 200 murders, right? We're the same murder rate. We have 4,000 murders. 4,000. White people as a whole had 3,900. That's, so they had 100 less than us, but there's, there's 63 more percent more of them than us. That's the difference. So when we talk about how our race influences our race with the music that we listen to, with the culture that we have, I listen to your story, and, and it's a shame that our kids come to you and you speak proper English, you speak well, you communicate well, and there's a problem with that. Why do you speak like that? Why do you speak white? Why do you speak like that? That's I think a they problem. they inquisitive. That's a problem. All right. Me, I'm all about it's not that I hate being an African-American or African-Americans. I love African-Americans. I love who I am. I love my family. I love my daughter. But we have to be more accountable for us. We have to be more accountable to us. We can't keep pointing fingers at everybody else. I agree with that. We have to stand up for us. We have yeah. to take care of us first. So when I look at when I look at how we influence each other by saying, okay, 16 dudes got killed by police, 
Black Lives Matters marching, everybody marching. But when that little thirteen year old kid in Chicago got drugged into the into the back of an alley by a gangbanger who who was rivals with his dad for candy and then shot him in the head and killed him, that shit wasn't on no TV. Black Lives Matter didn't march. You didn't march. Colin Kaepernick didn't put his hand up. Nobody did nothing for that little boy who got drugged into an alley for candy and killed because some niggas was gangbanging. Okay. But hold, on, hold 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 on. So with that being said, this is why that 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 I say we got to do something different. A, if we're not being effective, we got to think more critically. If mm-hmm. if our message isn't being being heard by people, we got to think more critically. B, we got to choose different priorities. Okay. If if people in these areas where we know people like to shoot get killed. I'm not saying we should excuse it. Not at all. We should be down there at the city halls, banging on doors at the city halls. But if we're going to make a national play, if we're going to do something that the whole world sees, how about we do that for us? How about we do that for the little black boys getting killed by the little black boys in Chicago? How about we do that for the little black kids in, in, in LA and Atlanta and Baltimore? How about we do it for them? You like that's what we need that's what needs to happen and that's why for me when I look at this protest we gotta do something but else but I don't think that you get to pick and choose where someone else's platform is right I don't so you have your own you do something about that I do so Colin I'm not saying you don't mm-hmm. Colin Kaepernick he has a children's camp Absolutely. So he travels all around. Mm-hmm. I don't think the kids, have, the parents camp. have to pay mm-hmm. um, any money. Know your rights, kid, right? Yeah. So that's his platform. And he has the right to, to do whatever he deems necessary on his own platform. As he should. So if you want to do something different, then who would I be to tell you that that's the wrong platform? So but, uh, Okay. But, but that's, okay, that's okay. Colin Kaepernick again, like going back to his origins and what's going on with him individually, that works. But now we're on the whole. Now we're on the protest today, like in, in 2018. Where is it? It's and and we've got to, like he said, we've got to come up with new ideas. We've got to come up with priorities. And, and the reason I think going into other parts and making something like um, us killing each other a priority is that will bleed into cops treating us differently. If we don't, if we have less of a culture of walking around looking like a gangbanger, we'd have less of an opportunity of getting shot. And I'm not saying that's the only reason, I'm just yes. saying it would lessen it. So we, mm-hmm. we've got to, th- that's all a part of us taking our, our, our responsibility. As, as in, in, in the societies, in those low-income areas, like you can see it on YouTube, mm-hmm. you can see it anywhere. We walk around like, like fools. We walk around pants sagging, talking crap. Asian kids dress like black kids. Not, so on, the, not on any scale in anywhere near that. If you go to that. Asia, and if you go outside of this country, when you go we to gotta, Africa, when you go to London, it's fine, but we a gotta, lot of those we're focused kids on, want on to, what's happening here. Want to look like black kids. I agree, but that's, that's not. So that's they're not, walking around with their pants hanging down, listening to hip hop music, I agree. wanting to assimilate into our culture. Nice. Because that, that I act like black people. We're just a that big doesn't, mess. That there are educated no. black people in this world that go to college, have their masters, have their PhD. So when you act like we as a culture, all of us are walking around pants sagging. I'm not acting it's, like that. I said I'm in the sure. low-income yeah. neighborhoods, in the right. areas where there's gangs, go walk around those areas and you'll see that. Let's keep it uh, one high. I, 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 you know, I actually agree <laughs> on this side with you that there needs to be more respect of 
our culture to each other. I agree with you on that. We need yep. to be more respectful and value our lives. Your life is valuable. Your life is valuable. Your life is valuable. Your life is valuable. All our lives are valuable, but there is a breakdown, and I think that gets translated to others, like, well, they don't care about each other, <laughs> you right, know? I mean, but let's keep and, it... And it's just... Let's, let's keep it 100, gotta, though. Let's keep it yeah. 100. And what you is walk, that? You walk into an Asian neighborhood. <laughs> you walk into a Jewish neighborhood. You walk into a white neighborhood. <clears throat> you're not taking your pistol with you. You, you, Who you're are you chilling. talking about? I'm talking about, talking, I'm talking about everybody. I'm talking about I don't everybody. carry a gun, so I don't know what you're talking okay. about. Okay. <laughs> All right. For those who don't carry guns, this okay, doesn't. Do you carry this, a gun? this, this doesn't. No, but this doesn't. This, I'm listening to okay, this, doesn't, okay, this doesn't okay, pertain to you. All right. Okay. I carry a gun. I got a pistol. All right. When do you I have walk a into, when I t- absolutely. Do you have okay. a gun on you I'm, right yes. now? No, I do not. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I walk. I walk through. I walk through Asian neighborhoods. I walk through white neighborhoods. Jewish neighborhoods. I walk through all types of neighborhoods. I ain't taking my pistol. I'm not tripping. I'm going. We having fun. It's cool. I go into a lot of black neighborhoods and Hispanic neighborhoods. And you're strapped. And I'm strapped. But you know why? You know, you though. You know, I ain't the only one. You have to extend <laughs> your knowledge to other cultures. The problem, though, is I ain't the only one. Like, it's it's not a matter of the look. We do it all the time. It's different. I want to tell me where you're from. Where's that Pasadena? Yeah, I'm from right here. It's different. Yeah. So it's different. You can go to New York City and you can have an Asian dude or you can have a, a white dude, a Jewish dude pull up on you on some reckless shit. Absolutely. But that's how and often. That's how often. But, but how often it does can it happen, happen with, but how often does it happen with African Americans? All the also. time. Who? Who's, all pull, the time. who's pulling up on you? you? Who's pulling up on you? Who? I'm talking about in if New you, York. It's every culture. You have mm. to be aware yes. of everybody because everybody's suspect. Yes. So with that knowledge, I bring that out here. I'm suspect right. of every person. Yes. If I, if I need to bring Something a gun, I'm going to be strapped in every culture. What I'm telling you is the numbers the don't numbers. support that. Right. So you're only you suspicious of black people and Hispanic. No, I'm not. No, I'm not suspicious of black people. Are I'm not people suspicious of brown. I know. No, yeah. I know. I know hoods. I know hoods. Of okay. Of course. I don't know no white hoods. I don't know no Asian hoods. There are white okay? hoods. There are trailer, trailer parks <laughs> around this country, buddy. Yo, I'm weak. Where have you? Where are you? <laughs> Go to West Virginia. To? I've been. I've been yes. to every major city in this country. Well, you must okay? have been with a tour guide. It's not the same. Because it's not the same, and the reason I tell you it's not the same is because if I go to this trailer heads, park, hold on. If I go to this, yeah, if I go K-K-K? to that trailer, right? If I go to that trailer park, people ain't getting shot. They're not. That's so not. This is I a want piece you to go to not a KKK. Hold on, hold on. Tell me, show me the data that says when black people go to trailer parks, they get shot. Because I can show you the data that says when you go to Baltimore, black people get shot in those hoods. When you go to Watts, black people get shot in Watts. When you go to Hyde Park, black people get shot. When you go to certain parts of BK and Brooklyn, niggas is getting shot. Okay? People so are getting shot so everywhere. No, but you not at the rate. numbers. But you not have at the kids rate. going into school shooting right. people. But that's and a, but the, 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 the sheer even numbers. The, even the, the, it's the, the numbers. numbers. Uh, numbers it ha- it's the not about, about it's not there's exceptions. Close. There's always going to be I, I, killings. I, I, I've, I've, I've been in, in the hoods of Bed-Stuy. Even if you've I'm not carrying a gun. Even if you've never been to a hood. Hold on, okay, hold on. Even if you've never been to a hood. There's numbers, there's crime statistics that show that black people commit 
a vast majority of most major crimes, including murder. It's just a simple sheer number. And, and, and why we, is and we're that? Not, right, why is right, that? That's, that's, that's the next topic. Maybe we can oh, okay. kind of get into to the uh, solutions and... All and, right. that, and, and that new uh, yes let's talk to solutions let's get into solutions because obviously right now I think we have one more point because I feel like in society today we have that instant gratification factor we mm -hmm. want what you what you just stated oh you know we need to create different ways um, how many people sat on the bus before Rosa Parks Right, mm -hmm. everything is a process, everything was a process, so it's not mm -hmm. something that you just do and oop, I didn't get what I wanted, so I give up. No, mm -hmm. you keep at it because it's activism, that's what you do, that's what you continue to do. So, that's what Colin's doing, and that's why I stand by behind him, by him, next to him, all over him because it's a support for our community as well as the people of color. Mm -hmm. So, that. <laughs> Everything that you're saying as, as far as um, we need to create different ways, different avenues, I feel like that's what he's doing. He's created your what your rights camp. He's created, mm -hmm. uh, he was sitting, now he's kneeling. It's everything that he's doing is a process. And now um, the NFL has to put these, uh, these owners on the stand to testify. They have to, unless they want to settle. And I personally think that they're going to settle, but that's another topic. Right. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Before, we, before you wrap up, can I just say this one thing? Well, actually, I have two things. I'm sorry. Okay. One so and a half. We, yeah, one and a half. <laughs> if I, I, I ask of you, when you get home and get in a quiet space, the both of you, imagine a lot of guys that play football, they start, the ones that get into the NFL, they start at a very young age nine, 10, and this is their dream. So Colin's dream was to play in the NFL. Mm -hmm. He gets to the NFL, and now this is this situation is bigger than him. Mm -hmm. So, and he's not getting money because they're not allowing him to play. So imagine you have the weight of a culture on your shoulders, and you're the person suffering. Because all these other black guys, they're going to work. You go to work every day. You go to work. I every don't day. think he's suffering. I'm so, sure he's making the good wait, wait, money. Wait, wait, but it's not about the money. Because when he's you enter, suffering. when you enter into the NFL as a man, and you guys are men, so and I have friends that play in the NFL. Every one of them, they have the commonality of all of them has been they want to play in the league. So it doesn't matter how much money you're yeah, making. They want to play. In the league, they wanted every guy that's in the NFL yeah. or the NBA. Their dream is to get a ring, and so this has been taken away from this man. And I just ask you to think about: this is not the story that he created in his head. This is something that was bigger than him. Just like a Rosa Parks, mm -hmm. a Martin Luther King, a John Carlos, a Malcolm X. Mm -hmm. I, the list goes on. Barack Obama. Mm -hmm. Dreamed of being a president since 12 years old. Didn't know he was going to experience all the things that he experienced. So I just asked you just for a second, when you're at home in your quiet moment, to think about how this man 
wanted to play in the NFL and that has been taken and he probably won't get back in the NFL. Yeah, he'll probably get money. I mean, why would he want to at this point, though? It's not, it's not the same. To. I can't let that slide. <laughs> why, why would he want to? Wait, can I make my other point? Can I make my other point? I got to address that. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll probably I have a rebuttal. Okay, okay. <laughs> they, they brought that out. They brought okay. this out on me. Okay, well, bring it. I'm ready. Here you go. Here you go. As far as, as far as, as far as Rosa Parks and everybody, you know, starting the process. And Rosa Parks and Martin Luther King and them, um, boycotted the Montgomery bus line for two years and the bus line was still operating mm-hmm. just as it was. No effect. People still riding that shit. Ain't nobody tripping. They would have did something <laughs> else. All right? Mm-hmm. They would have said, hey, you know what? This ain't effective. Mm-hmm. Let's do something else because this ain't working. All right? So I get processes, but we inside of a process, we cannot forget to analyze the data that we get from that process, mm-hmm. right? We can't forget to say, okay, well, I'm just going to be lazy enough just to d- run the process, but I, I ain't going to check the data of the process. I'm just going to keep running the process, all right? We can't do that. As African Americans, especially today in 2018, we can't afford to do that. We have to check the data. Okay, we have to check the data and we have to say, okay, this is working and this isn't working. So the stuff that's not working, let's stop and let's create and let's put our focus and attention towards stuff that is working. But who said it's not working? That's what I'm trying to figure out. People still getting shot by cops? Yeah, but. Is the crime rate still high? But he brought attention to it. Okay, and he what brought does that more mean? attention yes. to but it. What does that Roy mean? Oliver. But what does that mean? There's other. There's other officers. That was police who are officers. That justice. was police officers that was getting that were getting uh, life in prison right. before Roy Oliver. He's not the first one. Okay, there were police officers who were being held accountable for that. There was a police officer in Baltimore who got who got charged. Uh, uh, two years ago, for this, for a, a crime like that. I mean, right now, what I'm it's telling happening. you, right? Well, now what, I, well, what I'm telling you is, is these things have always happened at the same rate. Nothing has changed. I Nothing has that. changed. It, I think he's okay. shedding light on this. So yeah, it absolutely has what changed. What has changed? Right, Nothing shedding has light changed. is it, it, is, is it's, true, but it's you. But you, but I, you're you're insinuating that by Colin Kaepernick doing what he did, that all the police shootings are going to stop. And you're saying nothing has happened. Nothing. And that is not true because he's bringing light. This is his platform. And so how can you right. dispute what his what he was brought here to this earth to do? So you okay. do your thing. Let me tell you. Let me, I, I got I, I, I to get this. Okay? I, I gotta get, I'm sorry. I'm going to let you. I'm going to let you. Know this I got to get this. Let me tell you a little bit something okay. about your boy Colin Kaepernick. All right? Uh-huh. Let me tell you something tell about me. your boy Colin Kaepernick. All right? Colin Kaepernick sat on the bench. Because at the end of the day, your boy Colin Kaepernick was saying, fuck this country. All right? That's what he was saying. Mm -hmm. I sat on the bench when I was 18. When I was 17. You ain't Colin Kaepernick, so don't even compare yourself. Hold on. Okay, go ahead. I sat on the bench. I sat in the stands. I didn't didn't salute the flag because I believe the same thing. Oh, this country's racist as fuck. This country hates black people. I'm not standing for a flag like that. Fuck this country. I said that. So when he sat on that bench... That's the same thing he said, all right? So when these, when these white people and these other a- races say, no, 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 we know what the fuck that is, let's don't be coy. Let's don't play no games. Give me what, honey, we know what Colin was doing. He had pig socks on. You know why? Because he was saying, fuck pigs. Mm-hmm. He was saying, fuck 12, all right? This whole thing stemmed from him saying, fuck this. I don't, I don't give a fuck about this country. I don't like, I don't like what's going on here. Of course. Fuck everybody here. Okay. Fuck everybody here, all right? That's where it came from. Mm-hmm. All right? I, mean, I think then it's a little on, harsh, but, but hold go on, ahead. But then hold on. Then them cameras caught him. Hmm. And they put that mic in his face. And he said, oh, shit. <laughs> I wasn't ready for this. 
And that's what Nate Boyer told him. Oh, oh, oh hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got you, I got you. Just take a knee. We'll, we'll frame it that way. We'll frame it that way. You wasn't saying fuck the country. You was just saying, I want to stand up for these people. So Nate Boyer's the one who told Colin Kaepernick, do this, homie. Do this. You, you won't catch as much flag. You know, we'll be good. We'll be good. Then that shit blew up. He didn't expect it to blow up like this. He didn't do that shit because of you or the people in Chicago or the people getting shot. He didn't do it for none of that. He did that shit because he didn't like people. He didn't like police. He didn't like this country. He didn't like none why? of that shit. Why? Why didn't he okay? like it, though? So what do you mean he didn't do it for me? You know, why? You know why he didn't like it? Why? Because yeah, why? He's, been, he's been fed the culture. He's been fed the culture. We have what a culture. We have a culture in this country, African Americans. We, we don't focus on what we can be doing to make better strives. Asian people. He made it into the NFL. What are you talking about? No. That that has one has nothing to do with the other. One has nothing to do with the other. I'm talking about our culture. Our culture doesn't say, hey, let's look at the stuff that we do well and get on top of that. Let's look at the stuff we do bad and move away from that shit. You look at the Asian culture. Asians came into this country, they didn't have shit. They went through internment camps during World War II. But you know what they figured out? This country's about money. Mm-hmm. So you know what they get their degrees in? Finance. They get their degrees in accounting. They get their degrees in business. Then they start businesses in our neighborhoods mm-hmm. and collect all of our chip. Meanwhile, we get in degrees, yeah, in human services. That shit pays $34,000 a year. <laughs> you know how much a finance degree pays? Niggas is coming out making 80000 a year from the rip. Then they transferring that money, starting businesses, bringing their people up. Hey, don't go on vacation. Don't do none of that. We ain't taking no pictures. We ain't doing none of that shit on Snapchat. You know what we're doing? I'm buying a 7-Eleven, and then I'm <laughs> buying you a 7-Eleven, and then we raking all this money in in your neighborhood. Yeah. Colin Kaepernick, man, get out of here. This dude, this dude didn't do none of that shit for what us. Is that? What, all right? What do you think? Why would this man give up his entire career? First of all, first of all, out of control. Yeah, first of all, first of all, he was on the bench. He was on the bench. He wasn't starting. He wasn't starting. He didn't. He didn't say, "Oh, you know what? I'm a starting quarterback like Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. I'm gonna give all this shit up and protest, throw my fist up for y'all and y'all and y'all." No, he was on the bench. He wasn't even playing. He was playing. No, No, he he was was on on the the bench. bench. That's why he was. That's why he, this whole thing started. He was, he was on the bench. bench. He wasn't playing. He wasn't starting. He wasn't playing. He wasn't starting, and he was mad. He was frustrated, and his girl was in his ear with all this. <laughs> hey, white people, don't like, white people don't like this. White people don't like that. This nigga's half white. <laughs> yeah, he he's is. half white. So that's white. all the more reason why you. He knows. Him. He know. White people took him in. When black people, when his black parents, when his black dad didn't take him in, he grew up with a white family. They took him in. What does that mean? I think and now he got and now and now he got all this and now he got all this hostility. Now he got all this hostility towards white people. Because he was adopted. Nah, nah, he got all this. But he's very close to his Caucasian mother. He's not exactly. He's very close to her. So a man that dreams of going into the NFL is now playing a role. He didn't know that. He didn't know this was going to happen. What's his role? He didn't know this was going to happen. His role was, oh man, fuck all this, fuck all that. Oh shit, I got caught. Hold on, I got caught. Oh, let me button it up now. Let me get Nate Boyer to help me with this. Now I gotta play this role he out got to the end. With what? Okay, now I gotta now I gotta seem like I was doing this shit for black, mm. you know, for black people. Now but I But that's got not to. what happened though. What happened no, was he, he, he was he was sitting down <laughs> and Nate Boyer wrote him a letter. He was angry. 
He wrote him a letter letting him know what he was doing was wrong. So they had a conversation piece. It was an open dialogue. Mm-hmm. People but, do. Right. But it was not something that Colin initially was like, oh, I'm not standing up for black people. He was always pro-black. Always pro-black. Him having a Caucasian upbringing, what it does that mean? It has nothing to do with... It has zero things to do with that. No, what I'm Half t- of what us I, have white in us. Don't no, what I, not? What I, well, no, I what got I'm all black you, in me. I'm no, sorry. What, I, what Girl, I'm telling you... What I'm telling you is... He's off this pro-black shit. Like, he's off this, oh, I'm super pro-black. I'm super pro this, super pro mm-hmm. that. Oh, uh, white people is the devil. White people is this. White people is slave masters. But he wasn't saying that when he was getting raised by white people. He wasn't saying that when he went to white school. He, didn't say all he wasn't saying none of that when he was playing in the Super Bowl. About? When he was mm. playing in the Super Bowl with his chip and his money and his career was going good, he wasn't saying none of that shit. Oh, so his career was going bad, so that's why he said, okay, I'm going to play like I'm down with black people. Well, he was disgruntled. He was disgruntled. He was disgruntled. Okay. And then when he got caught up, when the cameras got in his face and he got caught up, then he had to play the role of super black man. But he wasn't, playing, playing, he wasn't playing that role at all. He He's wasn't playing not. that role in high school. He mm-hmm. wasn't playing that role when he was playing when he was living in the white suburbs with his white parents. He wasn't playing that role when he was in college, when he played yeah. at Nevada. Mm-hmm. Okay? He wasn't playing none of that role. He wasn't playing that role when he was winning, when he was playing in the Super Bowl. He wasn't playing that role. So you're saying since he doesn't have a history of this that he has we can't trust the no. validity no, of this. No, what I'm action. saying is what I'm saying yes. is, is he got if caught up is, in the moment. Are you he got caught up in the moment and then his back was against the wall. When he got caught up in the moment, now his back is against the wall and now he got to keep pushing that line. He can't turn uh-huh. back now. He can't turn back now. Why not? Cuz then black people would be like, "Man, kill it." So now you don't got black people or a job in the NFL, huh? Now you stuck. Now you alone. Because you grew up. Because you grew up. Because you grew up with identity. You, what I, he, you grew not, up with identity. Serious? You grew up with identity. You, do, you grew up with identity problems in the first well, what, place. Like, well, why do you a say black man, half black, half white parents, don't want him. But how do, you know, wait, 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 how do you know his parents? Man. I think Man. that's incredibly insensitive. Your boy had, your boy had, your boy had problems. I think that's, that's interesting. Has some, has Every, some everyone has that's problems. That's interesting. <laughs> I think I, I can't. I'm, I'm just dumbfounded by your ignorance. I, I can't. It, I'm just, it, it, it's not just ignorance. Just say that he. I'm, just I'm, say I'm that this man, because he was adopted by a white family, that he was disgruntled. There are there are black men that that don't know their fathers now and be disgruntled. So. You're saying right. that this yeah. man was playing a game, he just fell into and then he right got there. busted. So when I look at when I look at John Carlos, he didn't plan on using the glove and doing the fist when he was in in Mexico. So How do you know? Because I know him, and, and he, he told, didn't plan. And it. he told you I didn't plan it. He did not plan it. He just had he that did glove. Not plan it. He just had that. He glove. did not plan it. Okay. He did not plan <laughs> he it. Had that so he didn't leave America is. saying I'm gonna put my fist up in the in in the air. So, the fact that this man is representing African American, you, people that look like you, because the police are, are shooting unarmed African American men, you're saying that he's just playing a role. He's a disgruntled guy raised by beautiful white parents. Because he's still very close to his mom. I didn't mom. know I used the word beautiful white parents. But okay. I say beautiful because they're human beings. I don't know if they're beautiful Because they're human beings. All people are beautiful. I, no, I know. All Jeffrey Dahmer is not beautiful. Not all people are beautiful. Anyway, There's plenty of murderers. Anyway. The, kid, the dude that killed I'm that kid sure. in Chicago, that was, he wasn't beautiful. Anyway. So I'm not buying that. I'm not going to call people ugly because I don't think people are ugly. Okay. So the fact that this man was raised by his beautiful mother 
It doesn't matter whether she's white, whether she's Asian, or whether she's black. To say that this man was playing a game, I don't know any man in the NFL, whether you're white or black, that wants to give up their career. Because they've been dreaming about this career pretty much their entire lives. That's true. It, it, it got so much more than he didn't know in the beginning that this was what it's going to turn into. There's I no agree. way he knew I agree that. with that. So he I didn't agree. give up his career when he got up there and said, he didn't knowingly give up his career when he got up and talked about yeah. what he was saying. He, he unknowingly did. But if he was playing a game, like you said, if he was playing a game, then knowing that the NFL owners are Caucasian, wealthy Caucasian. What does that have to do with anything? Because money talks. And so if you're going against what someone who is your employer wants you to do, it's only a matter of time. You're not going to keep your job. I truly believe he was blackballed, right? I truly believe that if the NFL would have a little bit more diversity than they would in their back office, they would understand that, okay, this is an issue here. We need to figure out how to address this issue without pushing it under the rug or or making it seem like it's something that it's really not. Everybody knows that Colin Kaepernick, as soon as he garnered the attention that he garnered, he wasn't worth it anymore. He wasn't worth he keeping wasn't. on the team. All right. Everybody, if your play, okay. if your play, if your play is is not as good as the negative attention that you bring, then there's no business that's going to keep you. If you bring negative attention, but you, no, it no, wasn't. He was wasn't. Good to, I, was was good I tell to. you this right now: if 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 Cam Newton, who won the MVP, if he did the same thing, he'd still be in this league. You know why? No, he wouldn't. Because Cam is awesome. <laughs> right. Cam is big. Cam is completely different. Okay. I don't. If I don't, Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson in Seattle, if he did the same thing, guess what? He wouldn't be playing. He'd be playing. Okay? I don't believe the reason, that. The reason he wouldn't play. I don't believe that. Man, I don't believe that. You, got, you, got, you got people who get killed. You got people who kill people in the NFL. People in the NFL, there's been players who have killed their wives. people or beat their wives or rape people. Or rape people. And guess what? They got jobs. Leonard Little. All right? Leonard Little. Killing people. But you know why Leonard Little came back? Because I'm a Rams fan. I'll tell you exactly why. That nigga was yeah, awesome. Yeah, about 14 sacks. 14 sacks that year. That's yeah, why. That's why and that's hard to and come that's, by. And that's, right? and that's so when, so when, so when it came, on, so when it came time, when it came time, the Rams was like, hey, you know what? We ain't, what? we're not tripping, Leonard. Right. We're not tripping. We want you. That's the same thing that would have happened to Kaepernick if he was good. Right. If he was good, they would have told him, you know what? We ain't even tripping. We want you. But he wasn't good. So that way they was Hold like, on. hey, you're not producing, but you're losing us money. So we're not going to keep you around if you're losing us money and you're not good. Be good. Be oh, awesome. So now Bring he's us not money. good. He was okay. Nope. But he this is the point. Enough, he the owners, the owners, the owners have a bottom line. They need to make money. That's true. If, they, if this, true. if this protest made them money, they'd be all for it. True. But it's, it's taken away from their money. So yeah, for Colin Kaepernick to get out there, his mm -hmm. skill doesn't have to be as, as good as any second backup uh, quarterback in the league. He's got to be better than that because he has to overcome the negativity that comes with it. Mm -hmm. The negativity of him taking a knee and having mm -hmm. press and neg negative uh, fan base and all of those things that are going to go against you as, a, as an owner and as a team, mm -hmm. your quarterback has to overcome all of that. And his skill level isn't enough for that. He's skilled. Mm -hmm. He's very skilled, mm -hmm. but he's not that skilled. I actually have to agree with them on this because it is true. It is a money-making machine Absolutely. sport. But, and here's the thing is because there are players that are still in the field who have 
knowingly there's a video of them mm -hmm. beating, smacking mm -hmm. their wives, their girlfriends, dragging them. But if they're making money for that team and they're so popular, they do a cover up. Ray Rice That's was that Ray is Rice known. didn't get suspended until I the do. video came out. Yeah. Ray Rice was not suspended by the NFL until the I, video I went do, public. I, actually, well, I, I agree they, with that. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> He yeah. knocked her silly. If you're good, yes. if you're good, the NFL. I think the yeah, NFL. Well, I do think that the green. NFL yep. is trying to change that part of. Yeah, the, the yeah. NFL. They all they see is they green. Yeah. All right, and if you making He's money, not a money if you making That's money. True. It don't matter what you do. They'll they'll mm -hmm. turn it. They'll turn the other cheek. Mm -hmm. Soon as you stop making money, and now and now everybody else on the team has to answer questions about you when we come to the mm -hmm. podium. That's a distraction, a distraction that nobody wants. They like, mm -hmm. nah, man, I don't need the whole team being asked questions about you, <laughs> and you ain't even starting. I don't think the black people <laughs> on the you team feeling that way. No, the black people aren't I feeling think, that way. The, the, owners the, yeah. Yeah, the, the, the owners are. Yeah, the owners are. Yeah, the owners. The yeah. owners say, listen, I don't need that distraction if you're not giving me the productivity. Colin wasn't giving him the productivity at that time That's for the true. attention yeah. that he was bringing. He wasn't. He was sitting on the bench. He wasn't giving him no production. I think hey. that I, I think that it doesn't matter when you talk about race. I don't think it matters who it was that was in that spot. It just happened to be him. Now, because we can I think point, if it was we can, we can give you. I think it would the same thing would have happened. We can give you examples of when that didn't happen. Like we can give I you an example. I think a while ago. You can't give. You can't think, give us examples. I think examples the NFL is trying to change that. Of when the NFL said, "Hey, a good player won't play anymore because we're racist." You can't give us an example of that. I thought this whole hour that we've been here. Give an example. He's an okay player. He's not a good player. <laughs> yeah. Who is an okay player? Colin. 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 I, disagree Colin. With, I, just, yeah. I disagree. I don't think he's an okay player. I yes, just that, think that I don't understand how you guys don't see racism in this. We look at the it's, numbers. It's money. Yeah, we look at it's the not, numbers. It's not classism, oh, no, it's, no, not it's, it's, it's absolutely, it's absolutely about money too. But the NFL is made up of seventy percent African American men. If they all took a knee, there would be no NFL. So the fifty-four percent of be, Caucasian men that watch the NFL, they're not playing the the game like these African American brothers are playing it. I don't think you have that. I, I agree, but I don't think there's that much support. But I mean, that's that's I mean, beside the point. But you know, yeah, yeah. If, if everybody was all in on something, it, it'd be more effective. But um, mm. you know, they're not really. I don't understand. I don't. I don't know that. To me, I didn't understand where the two kind of connected. If the mm. players didn't play, then they wouldn't have jobs where that paid them ridiculous amounts of money at the beginning of their lives. You, you really have Seven to realize, you really have to realize these, these, these the, the NFL players and more power to them. I love the NFL and I want, I want African-American men to make as much money Absolutely. as they can. Mm -hmm. All right. But we have to realize that when we start talking about boycotting the NFL, these are these are young men who mm -hmm. turn instantly into millionaires mm -hmm. as their first job. Mm -hmm. okay? No, they don't. Now, now tell they don't me, turn into uh, instant millionaires. They, a lot of these guys that, it depends on what you come out in the draft. So if you come out at a certain level, you're making like $400,000 a again, year. I'm not so saying that's not, not an instant all, million. not all, not all. I'm okay. not saying all. I'm a saying, lot of them are not I'm instant saying a lot of these guys come out, they're making ridiculous money. Their first job mm -hmm. ever. Mm -hmm. Okay? Name me another True. industry where black people come out and you make half a million dollars, a million dollars, $10 million as your first job. NBA. Your first job. <laughs> oh. <laughs> right. 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 I was going to 
say rap, but not even then. Okay. They running them 360 deals. They ain't making that kind of money. That's true. So when we talk about, you know, these black African, we talk about African American men and the NBA or the NFL, I definitely want to support them, you know, continuing to make that money and then reinvesting that money into their communities. And with that being said, let's just kind of talk about some solutions Mm -hmm. that we can get to Mm -hmm. as far as what can we as African-American people do to enhance our communities in a positive way. Since we don't have a lot of time, let's just go one by one real quick. All right. Sure. Um, well, one way you can definitely do it is go to your local libraries. I always tell um, my friends and uh, and young people that one way to do that is go to your library, get a library card, uh, go online, look up social change organizations. There's a, a website for the L.A. County, dogoodla.org. There's a litany of organizations for social change, social justice, uh, that you can go and you can attend these seminars and these different conventions on that said subject. Mm-hmm. There's different avenues. But what needs to happen is there needs to be action with it. You you don't just sit on it. You need to go out and you need to uh, be a part of these organizations in order to incite change. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think um, since we're living in this era right now where social media is very prominent mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that someone can always go to social media whether that's through Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever mm-hmm. and start rolling out positivity mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because that will catch on. Love is so much stronger than hatred. Um, if so, we band together more in a positive um, format, and we use social media to our advantage. And especially because young people, they're our future. Mm-hmm. We're responsible um, for them to show them the way. So we, um, we mentioned maybe reinvesting resources into education, um, boys and girls club, just being positive role models and um, putting ourselves. Um, out there for helping the community grow um, economically, educationally, um, because it's with education, when you have education, finances, you're strong and unbreakable. And so we need to be more united in that. Absolutely. I agree with that. I used to work for the assistant coach, um, Mark Madsen, the assistant coach of the Lakers, and he um, has a program where you go into schools and it's an after-school program and you talk to the kids about um, being amazing and you do a lot of um, activities with children. And so I think that going into schools and, and, and telling kids the truth because there are things happening in our communities that are unacceptable. And I think that I would tell kids the same things that my parents told me. Now, I I said earlier that my aunt is a detective, one of the best detectives in Boston, Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. Um, And my cousins are police officers and have been police officers for 25 years. And so they've gone into schools and talked to kids. And I think that young black kids need to understand that police are not always on your side and you have to stay buttoned up, especially in their presence. Um, and there is a certain way that you should speak when you have an interaction with a police officer. So I believe that telling kids the truth is very important for our black kids to stay alive. I also, I'm an inspirational author, so I travel around and, and all around the world and speak to young people about 
understanding they are great and, and knowing knowing the power of your beautiful black and brown skin. And so I think continuing the conversation with young people and being honest with them about what is really happening in this country is definitely favorable. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to touch on a, a few of each of your points. I, I really like action. That's that's key. Like mm-hmm. we talk a lot, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm not just saying black people in general, just people. Mm-hmm. We talk and we don't have enough action. So mm-hmm. I think it starts there with us actually doing things and not, and, you know, coming up with plans and then putting them mm-hmm. into action. Mm-hmm. Um, and the second part about education, our youth, uh, I think you both touched on that. It's so important because at a certain age, they've seen so much and they've experienced so much that there really isn't anything to turn around. There's, there's, there's almost impossible to turn those kids around because right. they have experienced far too much mm-hmm. tragedy, seen family who they trust and love the most do something heinous, right. and it's really hard to come back from that. So we really got to start with a, a young age of kids showing them how to be how to be successful all of those things positivity Mm -hmm. i I coach and and that's one of the main things is i don't down my kids there's a certain expectation i know your skill level so i'm going to expect out of of what you have i'm going to expect that but i'm going to use positive reinforcement to Mm -hmm. get that out of you and so that that goes a long way and and as a culture our kids need to see that they need to see positive people they need to see successful people they need to see Mm what success looks like, mm-hmm. you know, what intelligence looks like, mm-hmm. what are the things that, like you said, button up around cops, around anybody of authority. It doesn't have to be a cop. Understand respect for, for your authority, respect for people that are older than you, mm-hmm. respect for those who have earned their your respect. Not just, you know, it's not willy-nilly. If somebody hasn't earned it, no, you don't give it to them. But mm-hmm. recognize people that have earned your respect mm-hmm. And and one of the keys, um, you know, in, in all of that is uh, black fathers. You know, I, we, we talk about yeah. this a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And if we don't step up, yeah. you know, we, we it's it's, it's going to be rough. It's, mm-hmm. If we don't step up mm-hmm. into our kids' lives, if we don't start taking some responsibility with who we lay down with and understand that there's an expectation that if she's mm-hmm. pregnant, I'm going to take care of that Absolutely. child, we're going to keep... If the cycle is tough to, to end as well yeah. because so many of the statistics show that most of the, you know, the fatherless black youth create a lot of the problems that we see. Yeah. And so, um, you know, we, we talked about responsibility with some other young ladies last week and, and what, what women's responsibility are. Mm-hmm. And this week, you know, I, I feel like mm-hmm. we could talk about what our responsibility is. And, and as fathers, you know, that's something that we got to step it up on. Mm-hmm. And those are ways that we can, uh, you know, find some solutions. Absolutely. And I want to thank all you guys for kind of sharing those, you know, positive notes. Um, I just got to touch on a quick couple of quick things and we can wrap this up. <laughs> um, just kind of mimicking the things that you guys all said. A, you know, if you can get out there and become a mentor to a young, you know, African-American boy or African-American mm-hmm. girl or mentor anybody, period. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I think I think yeah. mentoring anybody um, is a positive thing that we can do in our community, whether they're African-American or not. Mm-hmm. Um you know, being a mentor and giving somebody a positive role model, a positive influence, you know, is a very positive thing. So let's get out and try and mentor and be, you know, uh, good role models for, for the kids coming up behind us. The second thing that I wanted to kind of touch on is um, I, I mentioned it earlier, um, but I want everybody to try and have an opportunity to do a police ride along. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I think it's very, very important that if we're going to criticize the job of the police that police our neighborhoods, um, it's our responsibility to actually see what their job is, to really try to understand why they're doing the things that they're doing, why their behavior is the way it is, without coming to our own conclusions, but actually spending time in their shoes looking at the situations through their lives. I think that uh, we do ourselves and our community a disservice when um, we kind of uh, put blame on people without understanding why things are actually happening. Um, the third thing I want to say is let's continue the conversation. Let's make sure as African Americans we continue to talk, mm -hmm. um, talk to each other and come from a loving place. Um, let's try not to use the words like coon or sellout or things that things that label other black people and stop communication, okay? We need to be able to, <laughs> we need to be able to have conversations and know that we're all trying to solve problems. We solve problems different ways. Some people wanna give to problems, some people say, hey, I'm, I'm not gonna give to that problem, I'm gonna let it solve itself, all right? Some people handle problems in different ways, but we all have the same goal. We all want to help <clears throat> a, uh, 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 marginalized um, um, section you know of our population and so we have to come we have to make sure that we're having respectful positive conversations even when we disagree even when we think the other person is crazy and we don't know <laughs> what the hell they're talking about we got to do it with a smile we got to do it we got to do it with love and at the end of the day if we disagree then we have to uh, we have to agree to disagree mm -hmm. but still know that that person still you know wants to do good and wants to do mm -hmm. what's right i think that's that's the biggest takeaway because you know once we start calling each other names and we start you know, uh, disagreeing and, and not talking to people, you know, then we create that divide right. to where mm -hmm. at no point we can unify, right. you know, and we should always keep those lines of communication open so that, you know, one day if, uh, you know, somebody has a change of heart, they still feel like they can come over to the next person and say, hey, you know what, I thought about something a little bit different, I kind of see things a little different now, you know, I want to maybe, you know, talk to you and work with you about doing something that's positive for our community. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we got to keep those lines of communication open and we can't, we can't burn those lines of communication, burn those bridges by calling each other names and questioning each other's, mm -hmm. you know, authenticity to what's right. right. All right. I'm sorry I called you Ben. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, yes. Yes. Definitely did. Thank you, ladies. You Thank you so much. Hey, if you guys want to come in and debate us on any topic. Uh, please email us at blackintelligence at gmail.com. That's blackintelligence <laughs> at gmail.com. Thanks a lot. We'll see you guys next Thank time. You. Thank you. Thank you.